0: Welcome to the Sisters in Service podcast. My name is Kat Corchado. I'm a fellow Air Force veteran who, after 20 years of active duty, struggled with transition after leaving service. The Sisters in Service podcast is a platform to include all women veterans, organizations, military spouses, and Blue Star, Gold Star families in talking about the trials and triumphs we face while in service and after service. I want to take a moment to thank all of you who have taken the time to listen and follow me on my journey. My podcast is every Tuesday, and I hope you will tune in. Until then, please be safe, take care of each other, and until next time. Welcome to another segment of our VSO Spotlight with Jane Babcock. And I am, of course, me, Kat Corchado, your host, and we are going to be talking about has the military service affected your health? So I want to welcome back Jane Babcock. Jane, welcome back. Thank you, Kat.
1: It's nice to be here.
0: So when we talk about these health benefits, I, I know that there were a lot of things that weren't included, but can you give us some insight onto you know some of the new things that have been included, some of the new illnesses, and and how we actually go about filing for these? Who do we go to? How do we do it? Well,
1: unfortunately, it's not an easy process, but there are trained people out there ready to help you with this stuff. And they tell you exactly what you need to present and exactly how to fill out the forms. And they will submit them electronically so that the VA actually has possession of them within minutes and it can involve things like chemical exposure and environmental exposure while you were in service. That's why it's so important because you may not realize that when you were stationed on Camp Lejeune in 1953, that you were drinking toxic water. The chemicals were very carcinogenic and so therefore cause cancers and other diseases. And unfortunately, our new guys, They're studying nine specific cancers right now because they're seeing a pattern of increased uh, veterans and victims. So please be aware of these things.
0: What are some of the new ones that have been included so far?
1: Well, they're looking at things like squamous cell carcinoma, which is a type of cancer cell of the larynx of the throat, Um, of the trachea the salivary glands your lungs the burn pit issues because remember some of the stuff that went into them was stuff that wasn't supposed to be put in them things like computers well when you talk computers you're talking potential for you know batteries are in there and also um the liquid metal again mercury And, of course, when that stuff burns, it's just absolutely horrendous on the the lungs and everything. So you need to know what they are. You should get to your veteran service officer. They'll sit down and say, okay, these are the things. But even if your problem isn't on that list, you know, right now they've already confirmed sinusitis and these other things and that doesn't mean you never had sinus issues but you started having them in service it can mean you had mild sinus problems prior to service and then went on active duty went overseas and now you are on all sorts of medicines for your sinus issues so you need to go and file those claims and any other type of cancer or Terminal illness you develop, you need to file it so that the VA can gather those statistics.
0: Wow. So, what if you have someone like me? I've never been to the VA. Am I still allowed to get VA benefits?
1: You definitely need to go to the VA. If all you do as a veteran is go once a year, do a physical. And if you want, you can use them half-time for medical care. You could just use it for hearing and get your hearing aids if you need them at $100 or less. Because those $6,000 fancy ear, hearing aids that connect to your cell phone and connect to the loop at your church so you can hear the preacher, those are so important to the quality of life. Yes. But maybe you're driving 50 minutes to get to that clinic when you have a doctor that you'd like in your hometown. If you have insurance, keep going to your local doctor. But use the VA at least once a year because they're going to look at things like, oh, she was stationed on this post. That's one of the ones that we're studying because we suspect that the water may not have been good quality. Or Fort McCoy, Wisconsin is an old World War II post. And that had buildings with asbestos. So you may have been stationed there, even as a reservist or a National Guard member, went to training there. And maybe your asbestos exposure there is a contributing cause for you having respiratory issues. One of my reserve girls, I actually got her service connected because she had horrible breathing problems. And it was related to the buildings that she was working in all the time. So it's not just the chemicals that come. It's the environment you're working in. So, they won't know that, and neither will you until
0: you just go. (laughs) Yep.
1: They're going to say, Oh, she was at Fort McCoy. How is your breathing? Oh, you're having breathing problems, or you're getting pneumonia a lot, or other breathing issues. Let's look at that further. Oh, now we've got the statistics showing that one in every 10 people that were stationed there have this particular breathing issue. As opposed to the civilian population of the same age, where it's one in every 40. Uh, maybe there's a relationship here?
0: Yeah. My dad passed away about six years ago, and he had something called cardiac amyloidosis. We had no idea where it came from. But I noticed an article from the VA that said that they were, that was part of the, you know, if they served in Vietnam that those were one of the things that they were looking at, which blew me away. Because we we kept thinking, where did this come from? We have no, you know, I was looking back in our family tree. I was like, who's got this? <laughs> like, And they said that if you served in Vietnam, that it could be, who knows from from what that they were using over there. But I wanted to ask a question. I've been reading a lot and hearing on the news quite a bit about bases that now have you know water issues and not just water issues but it you know the, the water's toxic and how does that pertain to you know if you're living on base and your family members become sick how does how does that how does all this pertain to the family?
1: Well unfortunately Camp Lejeune right now is the only one that's on the list that has health care benefits for the family. So if a spouse was there, children were there, they were conceived there, born there, then there are unfortunately particular diseases on their presumptive list. And yes, they have an established list so far. I believe it's eight conditions, but there's things that are going to be added. They just have to do the research to prove it. So that's why it's so important that if you have a major health issue, especially cancers or other neurological things like Parkinson's and whatnot, that you file, even though you expect to be denied at first because it's not on the list, but it provides the information to the VA and later on, if if that condition is put on the list, then you're all set and your spouse, if you may have passed away and your spouse is now entitled to those benefits. Mm, so
0: never thought about. it's that. important
1: to do. There is family ones, but it's only health care. But odds are the veteran also suffers, and they, that presents things like dependent indemnity compensation or DIC. So please know your veteran service officer. Go down every five years or so and say, is there anything new? What's the fact sheets on this base? Are they studying any bases that you were on? But always provide the information to the VA. And that's why being part of the VA's healthcare can be important too, because they look at it and they go, wow, look, look at all these guys at Taji that are having this cancer.
0: Here's a question for you. I can't imagine this happening, but I'm sure that let's say a family member gets out of the military and for whatever reason they don't get their records or there was a fire. And they're, the records they had, you know. maybe they were, I've got paper copies of all of mine because they didn't do them on, <laughs> that's the only way I have them. So how do you get those records back? Or can you?
1: In some cases, yes, they can recover a lot of information, not necessarily your direct personal file, but. Like the Navy guys, if you're on board a ship and you fall down and crack your head and end up with five stitches across your forehead, guess what? That is most likely in the daily ship log. Anytime there's an incident of that nature, it goes in the thing. There's also unit records, charge of quarter records, things like that that they can find. Also, your personal statement along with others that you served with can serve as a medical record. You're on a convoy going from one place to the other. You jump off the back of the deuce. You hyperextend your knee or something. And you finish the convoy. You're at the other base. You put ice on it. You're eating ibuprofen like crazy. And two days later, you go back to your home base. But you may not have seen a medical personnel or you just saw uh, the unit medic and he didn't actually make a record of it. But the other people there on the unit or on the convoy can serve as witnesses to the, yeah, the accident, basically. And that becomes evidence that the VA then has to be able to contradict. Oh, you said you were in in Afghanistan during this time, and we have proof that you weren't. Well, that's that's pretty obvious. <laughs> <laughs> but and it, you don't have to be able to say on April 17th at 9.15 in the morning. Right. You have to be able to say, well, overseas... Approximately April, before or after Easter, and that's close enough, especially when the other guy's statement says the same, pretty much the same thing.
0: So the best place to start is probably just go to your VA, talk to your VSO, tell them what happened with your records, and see if they can start to piece them together.
1: Yes, and even if you're asking for the records go to your VA's your VSO your accredited VSO can help you contact the archive they can print out the forms you have to be the next of kin okay so if their spouse is still alive they have to sign for it if they had divorced before that the oldest child can sign for it things like that so they sign the form the VSO then scans it right to the archive and has a barcode attached to each one so if after 60 days you haven't gotten the records yet you can call the 800 number on there and give them the barcode number and they'll be able to tell you where the status of the claim is now often if the veteran has filed a claim with va those records have already gone forward to the va so why would you want to send into the archive and wait 60 days to find out they don't have them when you could go to the VSO sign to under the freedom of information act to get a copy from the VA. Right, And it'll come to you on DVD nowadays.
0: Well, Jane, thank you so much for all this information. Um, Are there any last words on this subject before we go?
1: Yes, please. Every veteran out there, no matter when you served or where you served, You need to have, and their family members. If your veteran is in assisted living, if your veteran is in a nursing home, or if your veteran has passed, please take the time. Know who your veteran service officer is. Make sure those records that are needed are in place so that in the event of a tragedy, they know how to deal with things for you. There are too many veterans out there and way too many widows. Less than 25% of all widows who are eligible for benefits from the VA are receiving them. That's not right. We promise to take good care of these people. And it's disheartening sometimes as a CVSO to know that you could have prevented financial disaster for a veteran or their widow if you had just had that relationship.
0: And they didn't have that information available to them. Wow.
1: There's too many things out there.
0: That's powerful. Well, Jane, thank you so much again. You guys, this woman's a wealth of information. I told you. And thank you so much for listening. Please stay safe. Take care of each other until next time. And it's never too late to start your impossible.